Hey, what's going on? It's Bill Burr, and it's time for the Monday Morning Podcast for Monday, November 1st, 2021. What's going on? How are you? Holy shit, people. It's November 1st. This is like election week, you know, for people who pay attention to politics. This, you know, it was almost a year ago. We got rid of that orange racist in favor of a warmonger with dementia. (laughs) I think they're a combined 236 years old or something. Um, Who knows, people? Who who even knows why, what's going on? Why are my fucking headphones so quietly, but the volume appears to be so loud? I don't know what it is. Who knows? Who the hell knows? Anyway. It's nice to be here. Good to talk to you. It's Super Tuesday tomorrow in the local elections for your managerial, gubernatorial, uh, lame duck. When will that be considered offensive? He's a lame duck candidate. I don't think talking about a wounded bird is the proper way to try and describe the human being. I mean, don't we have enough advantages over ducks? Isn't it bad enough that the French don't let their models eat while they force feed these fucking birds? So the managers, the fat fuck managers of those skinny models can eat the fat duck? In front of the quivering model? Isn't that enough? Do we have to say lame duck? Why can't we just say not elected? Not re-elected. Or not, not seeking. I will not seek. Nor will I seek. I do not desire it. Nor will I seek. Another term. I'm LBJ. I'm getting the fuck out of here. You enjoy your war. With the Vietnamese people. Um... Anyway, I hope you guys had a nice weekend. I had a great weekend, you know, because it was Halloween yesterday. Doobie doobie do is the beginning of the holiday seasons. And mom and dad are taking their kids out to go trick or treating. Man, I heard some fucking crazy names when I was out there. Somebody called their kid Army. I swear to God. Leah, where's Army? You called your kid Army? <laughs> what? I support the troops. Um, Army. Yeah, I mean, just, I mean, I mean, Bill, Bob, Joe, that's just fucking eons ago. I feel like my name at this point, like pretty soon people are going to know just by hearing my name, my first name being Bill, they're going to be like, oh yeah, that guy's like 70, right? Like, it's like Ebenezer. <laughs> oh, let me look that up. I got to see how popular is the name Bill. Let's see if I'm still hanging in there. How popular is the name? Like, you know what name I think's going away? Like Doug. You know? Doug. I think that's going. Most viewed Bills. No. How popular is the name Bill? Boy named Bill Trends. Popularity of Bills. Okay. It fucking... There was nobody. 1880s, there was very few. 1898, all of a sudden around World War I. Everybody right through World... Well, yeah, right through World War II, man. It just kept going up and up and up like it was never going to come back down again. And then it plummeted in the 50s. It came back in the 60s, and oh, my God. It just, what? It just fucking dropped off the, it dropped off the charts. In 1880, it was a, you know, like 50 kids were named Bill. I can't believe that. William Shakespeare, you know? That wasn't enough? Well, he was before that, right? Wow. 
It's after like 1988. Looks like in the mid-90s it just died. The greatest number of people who were given that name is 1947, when 4,680 people in the U.S. were given the name Bill. Those people are now 74 years old. So, wait. Okay, here we go. Here's a quote. I never hear anyone, anyone say the name Bill anymore except with friends and family. No one in their 20s or 30s is named Bill. Just baby boomers. So I guess guys named Bill are a rare thing nowadays. Long live the Bill. That was February 21st. My dra- granddad is called William, is but called Bill. I love him. That was in 2008. All right. Three neutral. Those were the positive comments. Three neutral comments. I love the name Bill. I'm 12 and I'm naming my baby this when I have one, LOL. Jesus, that person got knocked up pretty young. It must be Mississippi. My name is, I'm kidding. I can't do that. Please don't do that, Bill. My name is Bill and I love it. It's a strong, intelligent name that can age with you. That was in 2009. My brother-in-law is Bill. I find it strange that my in-laws did that because people assume it is short for William, but it's not. Okay. What do you think about the name Bill? What's the question? All right. I, I, I have a fucking old name. I'm old and my name is out of style. All right. Well, I guess, you know. I'm just a bill. Yes, I'm only a bill. And nobody wants to do it no more. Um, anyway. Uh, yeah, so I took my kiddo out. Me and my wife took my our, our daughter out for Halloween. And we had a blast. And she met up with some kids, you know, from the neighborhood. And they all went out together. And, you know, it was it was fun. You know, some houses weren't participating. Some people had like pipes, these like, you know, plastic piping, whatever the fuck you call it. PCP piping, whatever, BVC, whatever the fuck you call it. They were dropping the candy down and none of the kids could get it down. It would just fall into the driveway. It was kind of funny, but I get it. No one wants to breathe on anybody. I don't even know why. I don't even know anymore. But like, like half the houses weren't even fucking participating. She's kind of a bummer. You know, because I was telling my daughter last night, I was going like, we are going to go to a million, million houses. We're going to fill up that little uh, bucket of yours. We did pretty good. We filled it up three quarters of the way. But, um, you know, I did the whole thing. I made pumpkin bread. We went to a pumpkin patch with a corn maze and a friggin' tractor ride. You know, I carved a pumpkin. I took the seeds out. I shelled the seeds by hand. Holy shit. I never did that. I used to just make them whole. But then I was just like, oh, wait, you're supposed to shell these things? Or you can, you know, when they put them on your salad, they're shelled. So I don't know. I just kind of got involved in that. And like the rain, man, I couldn't stop doing it. And uh, when I finally stopped, like, trying to, like, shell all the seeds you get from one pumpkin, um, holy shit. My back was killing me because I did legs the other day at the gym, and I was thinking, like, you know, all the ego weightlifting exercises, I always try to increase my weight. But I never do. I'm always yawning on the podcast. I'm sorry, guys. I either do it early in the morning or late at night. The kids either have to not be up yet or or they've already gone to sleep. Um, So with legs, I never did it. So I did like, uh, you know, what do we used to call it? Pyramids? Pyramid sets? You know, you do 10, 8, 6, 4, 2. You know, increasing the weight. I did that on the squat machine. And uh, Jesus Christ, I don't know what it feels like to play an NFL game, but this is the closest I ever want to feel. So I'm going to take an Epsom salt bath um, tonight after uh, after the podcast here. So anyway, let's talk a little NFL football here. Oh, wait, I got to keep talking about Halloween. So we went around in the neighborhood, and that's what I was hearing, like, 
I heard this woman just going like, we need an adult leader and we need a kid leader. We got to do this for the army. Tell Leo to tell fucking, you know, some other weird name that began with a T. And I was just listening to these names that made me think like, what in the fuck? What are those names? Then I was just thinking when I grew up, when I grew up, there was like, there was a bunch of bills. There were Jasons. I bet. Let me see. Doug. Doug must have fell off. Let me see here. How popular is the name Doug? Douglas has been in a free fall decline since 1990. I, I called it, dropping almost 400 positions. On the charts in 20 years, no longer in vogue. People are beginning to consider this name outdated and a little boring. It's still an interesting choice for Scottish American parents or those who appreciate the mystery of a dark stream. The hell does that mean? Let me see. What is what's the meaning of the name, Doug? Name, Doug, meaning. Doug, it means she knows. What? No. In English baby names, the meaning of the name Doug is dark water. In the 17th century, this name was as popular for girls as for boys. In Scottish baby names, the meaning of the name Doug is from the Gaelic I don't know how to say it, D-U-B-H-G-L-A-S, meaning dark water, dark stream, or from the dark river. Oh, what does that mean? Like you knocked up some chick and then you realized she was a psycho, so then you named the kid Dark River? I don't know. American baby name meanings. In American baby names, the meaning of the name Doug is from the Gaelic, meaning dark water. Yeah, dark water, dark stream. I don't know. Who gives a fuck, Bill? All right. So we had a great time, and there's nothing better. There's nothing better than taking your kid out on Halloween, seeing how excited they get. Every house, she'd be like, oh, Dad, look, I got a starburst. (laughs) Oh, Dad, look what I got. What is that? What is that? And some of the candy I didn't even know. Somebody was giving out $100,000 bars. I was like, wow. And a couple of people were giving out Almond Joys, which have coconut, which is very a very div- divisive ingredient when it comes to uh, candy bars. Me personally, you know, I draw the line at nougat. I fucking hate nougat. I don't know what it is. It's fucking gross. It's filler. It's the coleslaw of, of, of candy fillers. I not, you know, Three Musketeers... Terrible, terrible fucking candy bar, Um, which pound for pound, I feel, I mean, it's all nougat. It's chocolate wrapped fucking nougat. Ted Nougat. That's that would be fat Ted Nugent. Um, All right. So who, by the way, I saw a clip a buddy of mine got of him playing uh, Cat Scratch Fever, just playing the riff with Chris Layton and Jimmy Vaughn. And holy shit, Ted Nugent can still fucking play. My God. I mean, everybody sounded great, but his fucking passion, he was amazing. Um, all right, let's get on to, I've been, I watched the World Series. I watched since uh, game two on specifically because it annoyed me that um, some people on sports talk radio were saying, that Houston versus Atlanta. Ah! Sorry, I figured if I just get the yawn out of me, it would stop. Houston versus Atlanta was a ratings nightmare. And they were blaming the cities and saying the cities are boring and blah, 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 blah. Houston and Atlanta are not boring. You can have a great, great fucking time in both of those cities. Those cities are the antithesis of being boring, Right? The problem is not the cities. It's the way the MLB runs their fucking league. 
with the luxury tax. They just made a haves and have nots. That's basically it. You know, and not to mention that I remember when they had the Subway Series and it was the Yankees against the Mets, and they thought the whole fucking baseball community was going to give a shit. Nobody cared except people in New York. So who the fuck knows? So anyway, I'm like, you know, I'm so fucking sick of them shitting on these so-called B-level cities that I am not going to, um, you know, I'm going to watch this goddamn series. So I've been watching it, and um, the Braves' bullpen was basically saving their bacon in uh, game three and four, and they only got a couple innings out of their starting pitchers, and then their their bullpen pitched a ton of innings but got him through it and Dusty Baker switched up the lineup tonight for what could have been the clincher for the Braves and I don't understand how switching up the lineup other than if you're more at the top of the order you're going to possibly get an extra at bat than somebody batting you know fifth on down depending on how the other team pitched and how many hits they let up um well, I guess no matter what you're going to because you're at the top of the order, but um, they uh, they put a thumping on him, 9-5 to five in one game five. And possibly just blew the fucking series. I don't know why. There was something about tonight. It just felt like that the Braves had to win it. And they started the game. I think it's because it was the game clincher, and they started it with a grand slam in the first inning. In the first inning, they hit a grand slam. And you got to think, you know, if you're up three games to one, okay, and in game five, all right, you shut down the other team, and then you go out there and load them up and hit a grand slam. The crowd's going crazy. This series is over. But then to not score any more runs for like another fucking, I don't know, four or five innings and the other team just chips away at it and all of a sudden you're down one. And then you have, you know, you tack on another couple. Next thing you know, you're down four. And the tomahawk chop, you know, sounds like there's only three people doing it at this point. I just feel like it was a really demoralizing loss for the Braves and now they have to go into Houston and try to win one. They got to split, you know, game six is uh Tuesday night. And uh, I got to be honest with you. I don't think they're going to do it. And this whole series, I didn't know who to root for. You know, I wanted to root for the Braves because I always like watching the Braves when I was a kid, when we first got basic cable and they had uh, Bob Horner and, you know, Glenn Hubbard and Dale Murphy. I used to fucking love watching them because I loved watching National League Baseball back when they used to play in, was it Fulton County Stadium? Uh, they didn't do the tomahawk chop back then. It's just the tomahawk chop thing. It's just so fucking, you know, overtly ignorant, you know? And then I love the, whoa, we don't mean anything by, we don't mean nothing by, oh shit, we don't mean nothing by. Um, I used to do a joke in my act that doing like, you know, the tomahawk chop, oh, doing that. I'd be like, you know, that that would be like if the Germans won World War II and then like, you know, at sporting events, they would chant, oi vey, oi vey. Um, you know, I don't know. But I think the South, I don't know. They get like a bad rap for that shit as far as like, I think they're a convenient scapegoat for fucking Northern whites, you know? And I really think that like if Northern whites treat Southern whites better after the civil war, this is the theory I have, you know, because I was watching that shit and I was, you know, hanging with somebody of color that was in Atlanta. I go, can you believe they still do this shit? I just thought it was funny as a comedian, too, where I'm sitting there going like, you know, if I do like a transgender joke, you know, I, I could get in a lot of trouble. But like, but I could do the tomahawk chop and that's OK. <laughs> I just don't know where the line is anymore. So um, I was talking to this person and she was like, 
I go, can you believe that they're doing that? And she goes, yeah, I love that. She goes, they know what they're doing. They don't care. <laughs> I was like, you didn't like living in Atlanta? She goes, I hated it. I hated it. I wanted to get the fuck out of there, which is funny to me because I remember a long time ago, a buddy of mine got into a debate with a guy on the radio where he was saying he didn't like, you know, something about Atlanta. And this guy was going, we Atlanta. He goes, it's the other white guy was like, it's a bastion of liberal ideology. That's what he said, which is fucking hilarious because that's that classic thing. It's like, I went down there as a white guy. They, they treated me great. So, um, I don't know. I was kind of thinking that. I'm like, why do they do that? Why do they do that with the fucking Confederate flag? And be like, no, nah, that has nothing to do with that. It means this. Hey, the tomahawk chop. Hey, is that fucking... And I'm thinking like, all right, it's very easy to be like, oh, because they're all fucking morons down there. And I can go Neil Young on this shit, right? And fucking act like, you know, ignorant white people are only down there. I don't know. If you really trace it back, if you see how bad northern whites treated southern whites... You know, because they were fucking pissed at him for trying to secede from the Union and we were at war with one another. I think if we were a little more empathetic towards them, you know, and haven't tried to make them feel less than. Here's my theory. Do you think if Northern whites, you know, had not talked down to Southern whites since the Civil War right up until like right now? Would they be, this is my question, would they be more empathetic? Uh, Because it is like totally okay. Maybe that's their thought. Well, it's okay for for some talk show host or some stand-up comedian like me to shit all over us. And not only do you not get in trouble, you get applauded for it. You know, then why should I show fucking empathy for other people? (laughs) Other groups? I have no idea. I have no idea, but like, I was just actually thinking, you know, if the Germans won, and then you could have like Berlin talking to Frankfurt, like looking down on them, you know, like, you shouldn't be doing the Oive chop. That's a soccer match, you know, because I think there is that thing, especially, you know, being out here in Hollywood, all these fucking liberal assholes who pat themselves on the back that they'll say like Native American and then then that sort of, you know, they're even with history at that point. It's like, I don't say Indian, I say Native American. So like, yeah. So I guess it's cool that my house in my infinity pool is on top of your murdered ancestors. <laughs> I'm showing concern. By using the proper terminology. And like the three like Native Americans that I've actually met, you know, because you don't run into them that often, at least in my world I don't, said they actually preferred to be called Indian and that Native American was some shit white people came up with. So I didn't, I was like, really? I didn't know, you know. So you'd rather be called that? And they were like, yeah. At least these three guys that I've talked to said that. So then I'm thinking like, so what's the philosophy there? Like, probably, ideally, I would know the name of your tribe. But if I'm not going to take the time to learn that, then why don't you just call me the dumbass name that you thought I was, you know, or your ancestors thought I was or something. I don't know what the, I don't know what the fucking, you know, logic of that shit is. But anyway, it's just something like I, you know, because I, I'm looking at the fucking Astros. I'm all over the map here. I'm looking at the Astros. I'm like, how the fuck can I root for these guys? All right. As a Patriots fan, I can't fucking root for them because they're not getting the shit that they fucking, you know. Like tonight was the first time I kind of heard a few people before the game talking about, you know, the whole scandal and blah, 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 and all that, that shit that they went through. But it's like at the end of the day, it's like, dude, they still count that thing. They still count that thing. And uh, as a Patriots fan, the fucking trumped up horseshit fucking charges against my team throughout what the fuck they did all still sticks. I still have people come up to me going, yeah, you taped the Rams practice. It's like we never did that. It was fucking bullshit. It was completely debunked. ESPN ran with the story and they did their detraction 
on their Twitter at like 2 in the morning after fucking 15 years of saying it happened. And then the Patriots gave them a sarcastic thank you. Um, but the Astros can fucking shake off, <laughs> you know, having a camera filming the fucking signs. It's just, I don't know. I don't know how the fuck, it, I don't know how it works. But anyways, it's been a great series. And uh, I got to tell you something, that, that uh, Altuve guy is just fucking, that guy's the shit. He's just the shit. It's been a great series. But I got to be honest with you, man, I think that that fucking series is over. Um, I think the Braves have one last burst of energy in them. And if if the Astros survive that, the beginning of the game, they go up a couple of fucking runs. The Astros, it's they're going to lose six and seven. It's going to be over. And um, if you think those people eat in Houston now, wait till they actually win a legitimate World Series. Because <laughs> you know those tubbies down there, they're dying for that to happen. So they can tell everybody to shut the fuck up. You know? Uh, but I got to be honest with you, all the way through this, I've supported the Astros. Going like, well, look, you know, they, they, you know, they finally brought a gun to a gunfight. They had to sit back all those years, not have the money to win a World Series, and watch teams like my team have roided up free agents and fucking win the goddamn thing. So why can't they bang on a fucking trash can to try to level it out? Um, who knows? So what do you guys think of that theory? You know about Southern white people. I mean, I think Northern white people should be fucking, I mean, I think people in general should just treat each other with respect, but this whole fucking idea, ideology or whatever the fucking word is. Uh, first of all, that racism is only in the South and in Boston, Massachusetts. <laughs> Those are like, the, you know, um, is bullshit. It's unfortunately everywhere, but I, I really think that, um, uh, I don't know. I have no idea. There's nothing behind this. I just thought I was just I was just watching the game going, why would you just be that fucking overtly disrespectful? Why 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 do that? And uh, then I thought about it, just going, well, look at the level of disrespect that they get. After a while, you get a chip on your shoulder, and you're like, you know what? You saying fuck me? Well, then fuck everybody else. Oh, maybe, maybe that's why. I don't know why. Just trying to get my head around why you would fucking do that. <laughs> um, I don't know. Anyway, but you know what I do know? I'm not going to solve it sitting here talking to myself. Right? Um, anyway, let's plow ahead here. Let's talk. Uh, let's do a little advertising, a little ad reads here. Simply safe. You know, if you've ever wanted to make your home feel safer, there's no better time than right now. This week, our friends at Simply Safe are giving the Monday morning podcast listeners 40% off their award winning security system. We love Simply Safe because it has everything you need to make your home safe indoor and outdoor cameras, comprehensive sensors, all monitored around the clock by trained professionals who send help the instant you need it. You know what I learned today? Most burglaries happen during the day. Yeah, they don't want to. They don't want to be there when you're home. Then they got to fucking, you know, they got to, they got to do some violent shit. You know what I mean? I don't know what the turn tail and run, and you see their face, they're gonna get caught. So they try to do it while you're at work. Well, you're at work, man. You gotta, you gotta go work to make the money to pay for your place. But who can watch it when you're at work? The men and women at Simply Safe. All right, you can easily customize a system. For your home online in minutes, and even get free custom recommendations from Simply Safe. These are Simply Safe's biggest discounts of the year. You can get a complete home security system starting at just over $100. There are no long term contracts or commitments. It's really easy. It's a really easy way to start feeling a bit more peace of mind. Take advantage of the Simply Safe holiday sale. Get 40% off your new home security system by visiting simplysafe.com slash burr. Again, that's S-I-M-P-L-I-S-A-F-E dot com slash burr for 40% off your entire system. Hurry, this offer will end soon. 
Yeah, I learned a number of those things. I heard, you know, burglars, they break in, they want to get in and get the fuck out. So what they usually do is they head for the master bedroom, they grab whatever they can fucking grab, and then they run out before the cops can get there. And you can have it all on film. We're simply safe. Um, Helix, everybody. Helix. Helix has a sleep quiz that takes just two minutes to complete and matches your body type and sleep preference to the perfect mattress for you. Why would you buy a mattress made for someone else? With Helix, you're getting a mattress that you know will be the perfect way for the way you will be perfect for the way you sleep. Everybody's unique and Helix knows that. So they have several different mattress models to choose from. They have a soft, medium and firm mattress. Mattress, great for cooling you down if you sleep hot. Uh, you sweaty bastard. Mattress, uh, mattresses, mattress, great for spinal alignment to prevent morning aches and pains, and even a Helix Plus mattress for plus size sleepers. They got one for the big boys. So if you're looking for a mattress, you take the quiz. You order the mattress that you're re- that you're rematched to. That you're matched to. Sorry, it was all one word there. And the mattress comes right to your door, shipped for free. You don't ever need to go to the mat- a mattress store again. Helix is awesome, but you don't need to take my word for it. All right? Helix was awarded the number one best overall mattress pick of 2020 by GQ and Wired Magazine. Helix has been recommended by multiple leading chiropractors and doctors of sleep medicine as a go-to solution for improving sleep. Just go to helixsleep.com slash bird, take the two-minute quiz, and they'll match you to a customized mattress that will give you the best sleep of your life. They have a 10-year warranty, and you get to try it out for 100 nights risk-free. Gross. They'll even pick it up for you if you don't love it, but you will. Helix even has financing options and flexible payment plans, so a great night's sleep is never far away. Helix is offering up to $200 off all mattress orders and two free pillows for our listeners at helixsleep.com slash burr. That's helixsleep.com slash burr for up to $200 off all mattress orders and two free pillows. All right, look who it is, everybody. It's candid. Smile, but do you're on candid camera. Candid, there's a specialist. There's a specialist for just about everything, right? When your car breaks down, you go to a mechanic. When there's a problem with your shower, you call a plumber, plumber, right? When there's a pandemic, yay, talk to your friend. Uh, so when you want to get to your un, so when you want to get your uneven, crooked teeth fixed, you see an orthodontist. They're the specialists, and that's what sets candidate candid the invisible, comfortable, and removable aligners above the rest. I can't read tonight. Uh, while poorly reviewed or insanely priced clear aligner companies use general dentists, Candid only works, works with orthodontists. With Candid, Candid, the same orthodontist who created your plan is with you from start to finish, so you never have to wonder how you're doing. Your treatment is prescribed and closely monitored remotely by a licensed orthodontist who's an expert in tooth movement. You can book an appointment at a Candid studio near you or do everything from the comfort and convenience of your own home. The average candid, candid treatment is just six months, and you'll start seeing results way before them, and it costs thousands less than traditional braces. Um, I did this shit, dude. I love, you know, my teeth were always straight up top, but on the bottom I had a couple of fucking, you know, a couple of teeth that not needed to get their mind right, if you know what I mean. Um and with your aligner treatment, you'll get Candid's teeth whitening for free. Candid can help you get the straighter, brighter smile you've always wanted. Right now, you can save $75 on your Candid starter kit when you get started from home. Or you can book an appointment at a Candid studio near you today. Go to CandidCO.com slash Burr and use the code Burr. That's CandidCO.com slash Burr. Code Burr. Take advantage of this limited time offer to save $75 on your starter kit Candid CO, charlieoscar.com slash Burr, capital CO, by the way, candid, capital CO, dot com slash Burr, code Burr. Do I got the right thing? Do I have the right? There we go. All right, let's do the reads here for this week. Sorry, people. I try. I try my best here. Cigars for warriors. Hey, Billy Bitch Tits. Heard you were going to throw out your cigars. Instead of tossing them, I did, I'm not going to throw them. I thought I was going to throw them out. I was fucking mad at myself. Instead of just tossing them, 
Here is an organization that sends cigars to folks deployed overseas. Worth looking into if you haven't tossed them yet. Just need to drop them off at a local, at a location near you or ship them. It's called cigarsforwarriors.org. That sounds like a fucking scam to me for people to get, you know, skim the great cigars and then send the troops fucking Dutch masters. But all right, cigarsforwarriors.org. If you're like me and you're thinking of taking all your cigars and throwing them down the fucking trash, you can go to, let me, let me click on this. Let me see, cigars for warriors. So what does that mean? They only give them to the people on the front lines. Oh, look at this. There's a bunch of fucking guy, a bunch of troops smoking cigars. All right, I have to do this. Who can turn the world on with his old cigars? Who can send some fucking sticks to the troops in the Middle East? Well, it's you, Bill, and you should know it. With each little stogie and cigar, you show it. Send your fucking shit to Cigars for Warriors. Sorry, Cigars for Warriors, everybody. There you go. Or you just buy a box and send it over there. All right, Capitol Hill Bill. I'm just a Bill. Hey, Bill, I'm a climate geologist for over 20 years of field work, research, and five published books. All right, I, I know you wrote that sentence. I don't know if any of that's true. I'm a geologist first and foremost, but I study the macro effects on climate of climate on Earth. Do I really want to read the rest of this? The current climate crisis discourse has been dangerously hijacked by corporations who are looking to profit from it. I will try and be brief and provide clear examples. Congress is about to pass a huge spending bill that's almost $2 trillion and a significant portion of the bill's spending is meant to fight against climate change. The problem is that most of the money is going to subsidiaries of oil companies and other groups that have no identifiable role in meaningful change. Why do they do this? Why would they do that? Just... I swear to God, just is it really just greed, self-preservation, so they get reelected? I don't know. No mention of uh, tapering back on resources or creating standards to reduce the need for a new iPhone chargers every year. For reasons I cannot explain, there's been a push to get away from nuclear power. This makes absolutely no sense. Every time a plant gets shut down, we rely more on fossil fuels. In the last year, there's been huge moves by members of the European Union and the U.S. government to stifle nuclear power research and innovation. So like oil companies, the blue blood families from like the 1800s, they've really just been running shit for the better part of a century and a half. The U.S. oil prices this year have gone completely backwards. Instead of maintaining our own oil production, that can be overseen, environmentally regulated, and of course more beneficial to the U.S. economy, we're now relying even more on oil from overseas and empowering Saudi Arabia and Russia with the fate of our resources. I'm not an economist, but I can confirm that over the last 80 years, there's been a positive correlation between the low-cost, reliable energy and quality of life for lower-income brackets. Puerto Rico is a great example of this. Their quality of life has vastly improved with reliable energy. Despite this, U.S. politicians have been lobbying to shut down domestic energy operations for no discernible reason other than the people that put them in office told them to. Imagine a career politician from New York having strong feelings about where Puerto Rico gets their energies. It's so fucking evil. Nothing adds up with any of this. I appreciate you mentioning all the flat screens that end up in the ocean. Yeah. Well, I think like, Here's my positive spin on that is you can sit there and bitch about these fucking greedy politicians and these corrupt corporations, or you can do something in your personal. The only way to do it is to combat it with your own life. And, you know, as I'm sitting there bitching about, you know, Liberals, the way they treat Southerners, maybe making them more closed-minded. I don't fucking know. Or, you know, maybe I could just be a nicer fucking person. 
you know, climate change, maybe I could use less. I could try to fucking recycle. I could try to, you know, pay attention. It's going to take actually individuals getting involved and in, in giving a shit um, and stop watching 24-hour news networks because if we all started doing that, they would then, you know, through corporate money, start putting out false stories about how doing that is eroding at the fiber of this country. Um, unbelievable. Why would you fuck with Puerto Rico? You know, beautiful people, beautiful place. I just, I just don't understand it. Never understand that. Um, why people do the horrible fucking things that they do. But then again, I'm also a cunt. So maybe, you know, if I actually had political aspirations, I'd be doing the same thing. Who knows? Who knows? This is all too fucking big for my little brain. All right. Losing weight has lost me clients. Wow. Dear Billy Freckleflute. (laughs) I should have made a list of all these. You guys are in the hundreds of, of quality trashings of me and my name. You know, in my orange complexion. I'm a lady listener. That makes it even funnier that a woman wrote that. Freckle flute. Uh, I'm a lady listener and need your wisdom. I've been working as a house cleaner for 10 years with many long-term regular weekly clients. I have recently lost a lot of weight because I'm, I got sick of being a fat fuck. Lost 55 kilograms. Uh, but I've noticed since I'm thinner, many of my married female clients have become less friendly towards me and have been canceling a lot, especially on days their husbands are at home. Yeah, you know, women just don't get along with each other, man. Uh, maybe because it's men are weak. I don't know. I'm sure it's our fault. Anyway, they've never, ever complained about my standard of cleaning. And in fact, or maybe, you know what? Maybe it doesn't even have to do with their husbands. Maybe they just get mad because you're going to the gym and they're not or have the time to. I don't know. They've never, ever complained about my standard of cleaning and, in fact, have told me how great I am at my job. My personality hasn't changed. I'm still the same person inside. In fact, my cleaning has probably improved as I'm so much fitter and faster now. I I suspect it's simply because they see me as a threat now, which is so petty and upsetting. I can't fill these cancellation spaces with other jobs as the time slot is allocated for specific clients who are regulars. But every time they cancel it, it costs me income, which is extremely frustrating. Any advice you would have would be awesome. Thanks and go fuck yourself. Um, First of all, congratulations on losing weight. Okay, that's going to make you live a longer life. So do not put weight on to work for these fucking assholes. Uh, I would start having a cancellation fee. All right. Um, I would gradually work that in. But the first thing I would do is I would be out there and I would shop for other clients. And now that you look the way you look, the first time they meet you is how you look. All right? So fuck these weak people that aren't happy for you that you've made a great change in your life. Um, you know, and one of the, one of the great things about making a positive change in your life is you really get to see who your friends are. Your friends are the ones that are happy for you, all right? Anybody can be a friend to somebody when they're down, you know? Remember that song, Nobody Knows You When You're Down and Out? I don't know. There's two sides to that. There's a lot of people that will be really encouraging when you're down and out, but then when you actually get where you want to fucking be, they can start acting weird. Uh, Reminds me of a, a, a... a cornerback in the NFL where he was a complete fucking asshole when he won. And then when he lost to us, he ran up and he's shaking Brady's hands. And be, oh, what a class act. It's like, well, what the fuck? Anybody can do that when you lose. It's how you act when you fucking win. Uh, all right. Boyfriend's cat screams all the time. So what I would do, getting back to that, I would. you need to expand your business and get new clients looking the way that you look. And you know what? You can expand your business and then one day just not have to clean those fucking jealous cunts' houses, homes anymore. But good for you. Congratulations. All right, keep doing what you're doing. I'm very happy for you. All right, boyfriend's cat screams all night long. All night, all night. Um, screams all night long. Hey, Bill, I'm a 30-year-old lady listener. 
who's been dating my boyfriend now for almost three years. Uh, you're 30 years old. You've been dating for three years. Well, what the fuck's going on with that? You know, you don't got all day. Shit or get off the pot. Uh, when we first got together, he would stay over at my place, eventually leading to moving in. About a year into our relationship, he moved his cat in as well. Oh, God. You're dating a man that has a cat. All right. He has had this cat for approximately 10 years, and I can understand his attachment to the fe- his feline friend. Yeah, that thing's going to live to be at least 17 years old. Cats fucking hang around forever. Uh, that said, ever since he moved her in, she has proceeded to meow all night long. And this is not your regular cat meow. This is more like a screaming yow, like someone is killing her. He's tried numerous things to try to calm her, and nothing seems to work. I personally work in mental health where my focus and engagement is critical in working with people. However, I have not had a restful night's sleep for the better part of two years. And it seems to be getting worse, impacting my abilities at work. What would you do in this situation? Signed, sleepless in New Mexico. I fucking break up with the guy. This guy's choosing his fucking cat over you? Fuck this guy. I'd break up with him. I'd say, listen, either that fucking cat goes or you go. You know? Why doesn't he pay to get some fucking cat whisperer to come in there and figure out what that stupid fucking thing's problem is? All right? I I, I would give him the option to do that or I would break up with him. That's what I would do. Okay, and I would also look at yourself that what the fuck is wrong with you? I don't mean to be an asshole that you would put up with this shit for two fucking years. Like, like you need to put a value on yourself and your night's sleep. You know, better part of two months. I can understand two fucking years of this shit. I mean, I'm not even in your situation. I can't even tell you how much I hate that fucking cat. fucking guy is choosing that cat over you yeah fuck him you know you can go the passive aggressive route you know start fucking with the cat's food but i don't want to get into all the pita people with that one uh wife came out as asexual after 15 years of marriage dear billy blue balls i've been a fan of yours since Chappelle show days but new to the podcast Last Christmas, my wife came out as asexual. Parentheses, fuck you, 2020. She said sex has always been a chore. She's not doing it anymore, and I can handle it myself from now on. Wow. We talked about options, and she doesn't mind oral a couple times a month, but that didn't last. The last time we had any kind of intercourse was back in July on our 15th wedding anniversary. She said, I know you're expecting something, so let's get this over with and proceeded to just lay there. Wow. In September, I was rubbing her back and she just turned off her table lamp and leaned more into it. I pressed my luck and kissed her on the shoulder She jumped out of bed and slept on the couch for the next three nights. I gave it another couple days and said, we need to talk. She said she felt sexually assaulted. Okay, well, if I was you, I'd go to the luggage store. I'd pick out myself a nice set. I would fucking fill those things and I would just leave. She then accused me of being very selfish because I hadn't checked in on how she's been feeling since her revelation. This is true, but what is there to check in on? She seems to have found herself while I have basically lost an appendage. Um, Yeah, uh, she's expecting you to do all of the fucking work to respect where she is, and she's not even considering the fact that you just found out that she's been living a lie for 15 fucking years of your life. And of course, you have to take her into consideration... Listen, I don't think there's anything wrong with trying to put yourself in her shoes, but if she's not going to do it the other way after she lied to you for 15 years, then, uh, you know, what are we doing here? 
Anyways, he said, I mentioned opening up our marriage and she just shut that down because she claims I would be spending all my free time looking for other women, ignoring our family. She offered me articles about marriage between sexual and asexual partners and basically the sexual spouse has to live as asexual too, which I find to be very one-sided, as you should, as she would, if it was the other way around. She says, I can leave at any time, and I asked her if she had really thought that through and what it would do to the kids. Yeah, this seems like a fucking a loophole to get out of the marriage. We have three kids, 11, 9, and 5. Her reply was very matter-of-fact. We've been married for 10-plus years, so I am entitled to half your retirement, and I'm the primary caregiver, so get out of the house. I'm not going to lie. I could have strangled her in that moment, but I went to for a walk to cool off. Yeah, I mean, she's really coming at you with just no feelings at all. I never thought I would be in this position considering a separation and the guilt of what it will do to the kids is killing me. I'm trying not to become resentful, but her my way or the highway mentality really makes that difficult. Obviously, I'm not going to force her to do something she doesn't want to do, but I'm only 42 years old. You spent a small fortune on therapy. Let's, I think, hear your thoughts on this. I mean, she's a first ballot Hall of Fame cunt. To just be honest with you, I mean, she has no, the way you're writing this, she has no consideration for your feelings whatsoever and is upset with you that you can't read her mind. She doesn't care that she's been lying to you for 15 years. She doesn't give a fuck um, about her behavior, what it's going to do to her kids. She's all about herself. And it's not going to get any better. And it seems like she's going to be what does primary caregiver mean? Does that mean she makes more money than you? Let me see. I got to get this through. What does primary caregiver mean? Uh, it's a person assisting an underage child or a sick, elderly, or disabled relative. Any adult can become a primary caregiver for a relative in need, regardless of education. Okay, so she's the one taking care of the kids. So I'm entitled to half your retirement. In the, this is what happened. Okay, she lied to herself for a long time about who she was. Okay? And she went along with what society said. She had to get married and have kids. And she never wanted to do it. All right? And she made that choice, and now she's blaming you. And she's taking no fucking personal responsibility for the fact that she lied to you and started a family with you, and now you have all of this connection. And in the process of lying to you, is now going to take half of your retirement and feels that she deserves that because she lied to you. Now, here's the thing. Unfortunately, she has a vagina, which means she's going to go to court and she's going to fucking win. So what you have to do is get the fuck out of this. All right? And all you have to do is work on, you know, maintaining a positive relationship with your kids. Never badmouth this cunt. Okay? Never badmouth her to her kid, to your kids, all right? They, when they get older, they're going to figure out who she is, okay? And, you know, I don't know. Is she entitled to half your retirement? I don't know about that. I have no idea. But I know your kids are 11, 9, and 5. So you're going to have to pay child support for the next 13 years, and you're just going to have to man up and just realize that that's what you're going to have to do, okay? 
And she can take your half your retirement and she can take the house and she can do all of that shit, but she can't take your happiness unless you let her. And you can go out there as a 42-year-old, all right? And go out there and you can find a woman that actually is, is, deserves you because this woman doesn't. And I'm sorry that this happened to you. And, you know, I don't know. The only empathy I can have for this woman is maybe, you know, society looks down on asexual people. So she felt she had to do this thing. I don't know. But the fact that she's fucking angry at you is ridiculous. She owes you an apology. Um, unless, you know, you're some overbearing son of a bitch. And I mean, I can't tell that in your email. I have no fucking idea. But if you're just being a husband and you're thinking she's loving you and enjoying having sex with you, um, I don't know. I'm not even convinced that she's fucking asexual. Okay. Maybe she is, but you know, when you fucking get out of this thing, if you decide to, because listen, I'm not an expert on this shit. I'm just fucking... Get, this is just barroom fucking advice. All right? Brace yourself that there's another guy. There's a possibility of that. But what you are in, the way you have described it, is unfucking winnable You know, like when you just, a you know, team just realized, like, we're not going to win a championship this year, and they just dump all their stars. This is what you got to do. You just got to pack it in. You ain't winning the title this year. But, um, you know, 42 is is plenty of time to turn this whole fucking thing around. And um, if you just really work on that, and, and like I said, stay positive with the kids and never badmouth your ex, you know, you can turn this whole thing around and then it just becomes a funny story. And I got to be honest with you, the, here's, a, here's a positive thing. Who the fuck is going to top this story in a bar? When guys start telling them, oh, I dated this chick. She fucking did this and that. Oh, yeah? I was married for 15 years. And my wife out of nowhere told me she was asexual. And fucking, you know, I went to kiss her shoulder and she accused me of sexual assault. And then said she was entitled to half my retirement. And she's going to take the fucking house. <laughs> Sure, you could tell it in a funnier way. Um, yeah, I mean, I would just, I don't know. I feel for you, man. That's fucking terrible. That's fucking terrible. Man, it's, you know, it's just so much shit people go through. That woman, she loses weight. She looks good. And she feels good about herself. And then people stop fucking using her because they can't fucking handle that she's in shape. I swear to God, man. I swear to God. Every time I start to turn the corner and I start to think positive about life and people... You know, you guys write in, you send me these fucking stories. I just don't get it. I don't know. Maybe because I sat there and I watched fucking 27 innings of people going, whoa. <laughs> I'm just like, I don't know. Maybe it put me in a fucking mood. I have no idea. But anyways, happy Halloween. I hope you guys had a great Halloween. I hope you have a great November, right? The holiday season has started. Really try to pay attention to it. It always goes by nice and quick. Thanksgiving's coming up next. And, uh, you know. Don't invite any cunts over. You know? <laughs> just trying to enjoy a nice day of just sitting down and fucking eating or whatever. Uh, oh, by the way, I didn't even bring up the New England Patriots, man. They beat the fucking Chargers again. We just fucking... I don't know. You'd think Tom... Maybe I did bring that up. I can't remember. I'm so fucking tired. Um, I got to be honest with you. Watching that game... Okay, and watching our QB there and watching Bill Belichick adjusting to him and watching them kind of, you know, getting on the same page and seeing how our defense is playing. The little bit that I saw, as you can tell. I don't know, the Mac Jones era is because I think I, I have very, I'm liking it. The only thing I don't like is how old Bill Belichick is, but I, I just, you know, we are a very solid football team and I feel we are way better in November than we you know than we were in, in the end of October I should say than we were in September 
And uh, I know what that means with Bill Belichick teams, and I am excited for the future. All right. Anyway, that is the podcast. And, uh, yeah. And that's it, you guys. Put value on yourself and in your time. And don't let people treat you like shit like that. And stay in fucking relationships. Don't do that shit. Don't fucking do that. Just move on. Same thing like friendships. I'm telling you. You get to a certain point in life. You know, some people get there way quicker than I did. And it's just, you just really like, if somebody is work, if they are fucking work, just, it's it. It's over. You already have a job. You're hanging out with friends, it should be easy. You know? (laughs) If it's fucking work. If you got to think like, well, I want to say this, but if I say that, then I'm going to have to deal with this. Yeah, get out of that. Get out of that bullshit. All right? Okay, that's it. Happy Halloween to you guys, and uh, enjoy your week, and I will check in on you on Thursday.